0: Oh, the crystal balls are coming in now. Are the Miami Hurricanes going to land a verbal commitment from four-star wide receiver NICAR? You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. big game this Saturday, ACC opener, night game against Georgia Tech, and it's also a big recruiting opportunity for the Canes. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com, and thank you so much to the everydayers who make Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We've talked a lot over the last more than a week about NICAR four-star wide receiver standout out of Colquitt County High School in Georgia and how ever since he decommitted from the Georgia Bulldogs a little over a week and a half ago, the Hurricanes seem to have been the team that was trending the highest and now those trends are turning into predictions couple of the most prominent and notable national recruiting experts out there, you know, not localized guys who cover one team and, you know, would theoretically have a bias towards anybody. National experts from two of the biggest publications have dropped crystal balls or predictions for the Miami Hurricanes to land NICAR. Our guy Steve Wiltfong, the Grim Reaper, dropped a Fong ball for car to the Hurricanes. Steve Wiltfong, the director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports, that I was watching Steve's comments about Miami. He says the Hurricanes have been rising here, and they're the program that he's hearing the most about when it comes to car. And he logged that crystal ball with a, a 6 of 10 certainty, which is a pr- pretty standard, you know, that a little bit above medium certainty. Uh, and then the other one who logged uh, a prediction, I think they just call it a prediction on on3.com, but it's their equivalent of the crystal ball. And Chad Simmons from on three is the Steve Wiltfong equivalent of on three. He's their head of scouting and recruiting. And Simmons has logged a prediction from Miami to land carr. He says the communicate the communication picked up a lot between carr and the hurricanes recently. And now the four-star is set to visit Coral Gables this weekend. He said this will be Carr's first true visit to Miami. He saw the campus once before with the 7-on-7 team, so this weekend is a big one for both parties, he said. There is no timeline for Carr to make his next decision, but Miami has put itself in the best position for the Peach State playmaker. Based on intel from a couple of sources close to his recruitment, I have logged a pick from Miami on the on-three recruiting prediction machine, Simmons said. Carr visited Auburn last week. For the Georgia game, he has tripped to Florida State before, and his teammate Landon Thomas is committed to the Seminoles, but Miami has quickly emerged as the team to beat here. Now, here on Locked on Canes, we love NICAR, not only because of his hands and his shiftiness, but this dude has some serious acceleration, all right? If you haven't had a chance to watch his sizzle reel from Colquitt County High School, there's a clip that's been going around social media. I shared it on Twitter or X. Uh, you can follow us, by the way. Follow the show at Locked On Canes, and we will follow you back. Uh, I shared this video at the Locked On Canes account. Uh, there's this incredible video going around of a play that Carr made for his high school team, catching a bubble screen, scoring a long touchdown. And they did the sports science on this one. He accelerates to 20.7 miles per hour in just 3.1 seconds. I'm not sure if my car can do that, but my car can do that. It was incredible. Uh, he's eleven, about 170 pounds. You know, the position that he prominently projects at at the college level is slot receiver, but Carr will be the first one to tell you because he's been talking about this uh, over the last couple of days. Like, don't just call him a slot receiver because he can play on the outside as well. He's a versatile playmaker. And, you know, if you're if you're an old-school Miami Hurricanes football fan, if you watch Carr, you think of the possibilities. Uh, a comp to Santana Moss would come to mind with him. If you're more of a new-school college football fan, you would think about a guy like Tank Dell, who's now with the Houston Texans. Before that, he was with the Houston Cougars, and Shannon Dawson was his offensive coordinator. Carr can be that type of player in this offense. And uh, and listen, I um I've been feeling pretty good about the way Miami has been trending. You know, Simmons mentioned the timeline in his piece. Uh, I'd like to see if the timeline can get accelerated, because the last that I heard talking to someone close to Carr was that, you know, he was planning on on making his decision or at least announcing his decision at the All-American Bowl, which he's been invited to uh, January 7th. So if the timeline stays that way, we're going to have to wait a long time to see any payoff here. But, you know, you never know. Sometimes timelines get changed. Sometimes timelines gets accelerated. And uh, as we mentioned, uh, I think on yesterday's show, the other finalists for Carr, even though Miami appears to be in the lead here, Florida State, Auburn, Colorado and Penn State are also in the mix. Now, let me update uh, because Carr will be at the Georgia Tech game this Saturday. Hopefully the fans show up big time. He sees a great atmosphere out there at Hard Rock Stadium. Hopefully the team puts on a show, scores a lot of points. Tyler Van Dyke hits some deep passes down the field and everyone comes away happy because, yes, Nycar is not the only blue chip receiver visiting, right? There's some blue chip 2025 guys, but let's just focus on the 2024s for now because the list keeps getting updated with more names. Carr will be there. Five-star top player in the entire country, wide receiver Jeremiah Smith, who's an Ohio State commit. We all know Miami's trying for the flip. Jeremiah is going to be there, and I love the rest of this guest list for 2024s. Even though the other 2024s are a bunch of guys who are already committed to Miami, I think that's perfect because if you're trying to share the gospel of the U with guys who are you know undecided or uncommitted. Who better to share that gospel than guys who have already taken that plunge to commit to Miami and can explain to Jeremiah and Nye how you know great it is to be part of this family, at least to be you know part of the recruiting family. And yeah, a lot of the guys visiting are really tight with Jeremiah Smith, right? Some of his best friends, Jojo Trader, four-star receiver Miami commit is going to be there. He and Jeremiah are high school teammates. Chance Robinson, his former seven-on-seven teammate, four-star receiver will be at the game. His teammate safety, Zaquan Patterson, will be there. four-star safety. Four-star tight end, Elijah Lofton, will be there. And just a quick shout-out to Lofton because I appreciate the trip that he's making because, listen, a lot of the guys coming to this game are, like, driving 15 miles or, you know, making, like, a, you know, 80-minute flight to get down here. Elijah Lofton's coming from Vegas. He's coming from Bishop Gorman. So that's, a, I, I appreciate, you know, the having to go through airport security and, you know, the four and a half hour flight you have to take down here. Thank you for that. Uh, linebacker commit, Bobby Pruitt will be here and cornerback commit, Romanis OJ Frederick will be at the game. So, uh, and by the way, um, I mentioned Zaquan Patterson is going to be at the game. That's big because we we talked a little bit yesterday about, there was some chatter and some optimism coming out of the Auburn folks cuz he he was recently at Auburn for a visit. He went to that same Auburn Georgia game that Nye Carr also went to. Apparently it didn't make the best impression on Carr or Zaquan cuz Zaquan Patterson in an interview with Kane Sport, kudos to Stephen Wagner for putting this out from Kane Sport. Uh, Zaquan Patterson reaffirmed his Miami commitment and he did tell Stephen that he's going to be at the Miami Georgia Tech game this Saturday and You know, when Zaquan was talking about his trip to Auburn last weekend, you know, all this chatter from the Auburn folks about how aggressive Hugh Freeze, Freeze warning, how aggressive he is and trying to flip this player, it sounded to me like Zaquan went to the game more to watch Georgia than to watch Auburn. So I feel pretty good still about where Miami stands with keeping Zaquan Patterson committed in this class. Uh, We're going to be answering some of you guys' questions throughout this episode. And I want to talk about something Mario Cristobal said this week on the Mario Cristobal show about the importance of player leadership, right? That you can only go so far with a coach driven team. We're only getting started here, folks. We got a lot of good stuff to get to talking about Miami's offensive efficiency, quarterback play, a little bit more recruiting talk, and some of the important things Mario Cristobal had to say this week. As we like to say, We're only getting started right here. Keep it locked to Locked on Canes. Oh, my friends, eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. It's it's Friday Eve, uh, which means tomorrow, Friday, we got Locked on College Football kickoff live. I cannot wait to co-host that show once again. We'll talk about the biggest games, biggest storylines, which coaches are on the hot seat. We're streaming 11 a.m. to noon this and every Friday. It's on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one, Locked On Kane streaming live. So check out Locked On College Football Kickoff Live tomorrow with myself, Drake Toll, and Kenton Gibbs. We're going to have a good time tomorrow talking about all the big games to come. Uh, okay, so I, I thought this was cool. I was watching Mario Cristobal on the uh, the Mario Cristobal show. On the Hurricanes YouTube channel, hosted by my pals Josie Gacki and Don Bailey Jr. And something, you know, Cristobal was asked about like the leadership council on the team and how that's been growing. And listen, Mario Cristobal, he won two national championships at Miami, playing in the 80s and 90s. Those were the ultimate player led teams, right? When you had people like Mario, people like the playmaker, Michael Irvin, Darren Smith, Jesse Armstead, like you had so many strong personalities on that team. And yeah, listen, uh, you know, as much as we love the Jimmy Johnson's and the Dennis Erickson's and the Howard Schnellenbergers, like when the players really take it amongst themselves to lead themselves and lead each other, that's what made the U great. That's what made the U special. Accountability and leadership from within. Okay, Mario Cristobal said, "Quote: You can only go so far with a coach-driven team. At some point in time, the players have to take over." He said, "Things are starting to happen that lead us to believe that a player-led team is going to be a reality." So, he didn't say they're quite there just yet, but. They're getting there, and I've been really impressed um, not only with Cam Kinchins and Tyler Van Dyke. you know, The two of them, I think, were the ones who organized some of the get-togethers last weekend to watch college football during the bye week team unity, all that stuff, but I've been absolutely blown away with Matt Lee since he arrived. The center transfer from UCF instantly became a team leader. K.J. Cloyd is a guy who I think has a lot of leadership chops, um, I really like the way that James Williams has been stepping up. I think he's been coming a nice, uh, been becoming a nice leader in that locker room. And uh, CC, or not, well, CC maybe also, but Kiko Maui Noah, the older brother who comes in with that experience from Washington State, has added leadership as well. And then, of course, you know a, a guy like Javion Cohen who played at, at a machine of a team in an offensive line at Alabama. He's you know helping impart some of that wisdom on Miami. So hopefully, like Cristobal said, hopefully we're reaching a point where instead of the players looking for coaches, looking uh, to coaches for orders and guidance and structure, you need to get a lot of that from within, right? And it's the coach's job when you're recruiting and you're acquiring players in the transfer portal to make sure you're bringing in those types of personalities. And then hopefully – Even if some players may come in not necessarily as leaders or alphas, you try to develop that and you hope the leadership of some of the elder statesmen rubs off on them. So I I love to hear that that's something that Mario Cristobal feels like is happening on that team because that's something that – that's a gateway to greatness, right? You're not going to reach greatness if you don't get a self-led and self-driven team, a player-driven team, I should say. By the way, um, you guys remember the BCS (laughs) – The old computer poll that used to decide the national championship rankings. Now, I I just I had to explain what that was because some of you might be too young to remember the BCS. Now, the BCS, we don't necessarily like it in these parts because that computer, it definitely screwed Miami out of a national title appearance in 2000 because it made no sense that year. Miami had one loss. Uh, Florida State had one loss and their loss was to Miami and yet Florida State was in the championship game against Oklahoma not so you know, the BCS, it screwed Miami before, but uh, apparently, uh, people still have access to the old BCS formula, even though the BCS is no longer officially used. People still have access to the BCS formula. and maybe we need the BCS back because apparently, the old BCS computer formula would actually have the Miami hurricanes ranked number one in America right now, by the way, Florida still unranked. If you had the BCS, they're unranked in, in real life. They would be unranked to the BCS as well. Miami, number one, Texas, number two would be the current BCS ranking. So it's, It's funny what happens when you take human bias out of the equation. I'm I'm not saying I miss the BCS because sometimes you could take the C out of there and it was just strictly BS, but Hey, the BCS has given Miami some respect in the way that the people aren't. Cause like I saw, and, and one of my, uh, one of my listeners sent this to me on our subtext chat. Uh, you can sign up to our subtext community link in the show description below. Try it free for 14 days. So, um, One of the big publications put out another one of these quarterback top 10 lists. No mention of Tyler Van Dyke still. Still, I can understand the one that came out like three weeks ago, no mention of TVD. But I would have thought by now, number one graded quarterback in the country per pro football focus, one of the most efficient passers in the country by any metric with 11 touchdowns, one interception, and a signature win already against Texas A&M. You would think Tyler Van Dyke would crack a top 10 list, right? He's still not cracking those top 10 lists, by the way. All right, so we get a question. uh, And by the way, the questions are coming in on our exclusive subtext SMS texting community. So if you want to try it out and join the fun, because you get text messages directly from my phone to yours, you can ask me questions on there. I give you guys breaking news, recruiting scoops, all sorts of stuff. Click the link in the show description below try it free for 14 days. And then if you like it after 14 days, you can opt in for 99 a month. we give you a lot of extra added value on there. We get a question from D Lane who says, I read an article this morning where Dan Radakovich stated, he would like to see the federal government get involved in the NIL situation. While that wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm sure it would cause more harm than good. He says, what's your take on this one, Dono? Um, I'm a registered libertarian, so, you know, I'm, I'm usually not a big fan of uh, the federal government doing, you know, more than they really have to do. But at the same time, I'll tell you who swayed me on this argument that there should be some kind of federal oversight. And it, it, like to even say those words, it pains me. OK, but uh, we have some good lawyer friends on this show. Right. And and one of my lawyer friends. um, Alan K. Fertel, we had a conversation about this a couple months back, and he said there's just a big problem. Every individual state having different laws and policies governing NIL, which gives some states massive advantages for the teams that play in that state. And then other teams have massive disadvantages if they don't have progressive NIL laws there. And then you know, you've you got teams that are playing within the same conferences, the same NCAA landscape, and yet the rules on what some schools can do with their NIL are so different than what others can do. Unfortunately, because uh, obviously, usually when the government you know puts their hands on things, it doesn't usually make things better. It usually makes things worse. But I think in this case, you need some sort of standard oversight. And if, the only way that happens, because the NCAA, I don't think, has enough power on their own to enforce something like that. If the federal government has to get involved, I don't know, man, I've been I've been told I've been told that that would actually do more good than harm. So we'll see what happens, because there are definitely some schools in certain states that are at heavy advantages or heavy disadvantages. OK, we get a good question from Quan McCain, who says, Regardless of what happens the rest of this season, I believe we are a playoff team next year, he says. If you could pick five players to come back next year, guys who may leave but have eligibility left, to make us a national title contender, who would they be, he says. Uh, Yeah, let me give you my five, all right? Like, these are guys who have been, you know, rumored that may leave early, may have a good enough season to leave early for the NFL, but if, you know, I'm not telling any of them what to do, by the way. Go go make the decision that's best for you. But if you're asking me, who are my five that could come back and help Miami win a title? My five would be Tyler Van Dyke, because, you know, you'd be switching next year to a very inexperienced quarterback. TVD coming back next year would be a major luxury. Cam Kitchens, for obvious reasons, one of the best players in the entire country. I'd also say James Williams because I'd like to keep that safety duo intact if you're talking about trying to win a championship and Miami's not particularly deep at safety. uh, Matt Lee, I'd like him to – and I think Matt Lee will probably come back regardless. And then for my fifth – so that's four so far. For my fifth, I've been debating between Javion Cohen and Leonard Taylor because I could see both of those guys have been projected to leave a year early. Man, I might – Ooh, I know defensive tackle is a position of need uh, for next year, but I don't know, man. I might even like JV on Cohen. Just the idea of keeping most of that offensive line together. I may. I don't. it's tough. Either JV on Cohen or Leonard Taylor for my number five. It's my show. My rules. I don't have to give you five. I'm going to give you six. How about that? JV on Cohen and Leonard Taylor could both stay if I'm going to play this game. Oh, wow. All right. So, ooh. Someone asked me who the most valuable transfer player has been so far. Uh, We get a question about, oh, this is going to be fun to answer. My top five most hated schools. I don't have to think too hard about a few of those. That's for sure. You want to keep it locked right here, my friends. We're not done on this episode of Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. We do plan to have a Saturday episode this week to preview the Georgia Tech game. Obviously, we're going to have a Friday episode. Uh, We'll talk about some of the players to watch on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And, you know, um, some people have been, like, criticizing me for, Dono, why do you talk about this Georgia Tech like they have any chance to even bother Miami, this is going to be a blowout win. Why are you giving Georgia Tech all this manufactured respect? And like, I, I saw some comments on social media because uh, you know Tyler Van Dyke and Xavier Restrepo both spoke uh, this week. You can you can catch those videos online of their media availability, and they were both like extremely respectful. At one point, Tyler Van Dyke he actually he said Georgia Tech has a great defense. And some people were like, why do these guys pretend they're about to play against the Alabama Crimson Tide? Like, I got news for you, man. Respecting your opponent, no matter who that is, right? Whether it's Georgia Tech or Bethune-Cookman. They were saying nice things about Bethune-Cookman a few weeks ago. That's just the right way to play it, bros. It's the right way to play it for so many reasons. First of all, did you guys not watch Miami lose to Middle Tennessee last year? (laughs) It can happen. Now, I don't think something like that would happen to this team, but it's happened a year ago. It happened to Miami, you know, getting upset by a team that had no business beating you. So you do not want to say anything that sounds like you're disrespecting your opponent, because if you don't show up mentally for that game and you get beat and listen, Georgia Tech, I know they lost to Bowling Green last week, couple weeks ago, they beat Wake Forest. Looked pretty good doing it. So you know this is a team that uh, I think is capable of giving Miami more trouble than some of you people out there think, (laughs) okay? Uh, And so, yeah, you don't want to give the other team bulletin board material. You want to be respectful, and you certainly don't want to talk trash about an opponent and make that a national storyline because then you're putting the wrong type of attention on your team. So um, Miami players are handling it the right way. Be respectful of, of your opponent, and you know what? Uh, yeah, maybe Georgia tech, maybe you're not playing Georgia this weekend. You're playing Georgia tech mentally. You should prepare as if you're playing the Georgia bulldogs, not the rambling wreck of Georgia tech. So I've got no problem with that whatsoever. Get a question from our guy, Brett, the firefighter and Brett, thank you so much for what you do. He says, who would you make your MVT, which is most valuable transfer player this year? He said, most would say Matt Lee, um, or Jaden Davis. Um, how about Cam McCormick? He says best tight end blocker of all time. Uh, the offense is so good in the top 10 because of our running game. And I believe because of his blocking and chip blocking, he says, I would probably pick Lee, uh, because of how important he is calling signals on the line. As they say, what a difference a year makes. Yeah. Listen, uh, you hit a lot of the good names like Jaden, if you hadn't mentioned Jaden Davis, I would have mentioned Jaden Davis. You're spot on with the other guys you mentioned. I'm glad you're giving Cam McCormick some love because people don't give him him enough love. I'll just I'll throw in two more from what you said, okay? Javion Cohen has been he's been a godsend in that transfer portal. Like Javion this this is a, an NFL left guard who's playing left guard for our Hurricanes right now. He's that good. And I would also say Kiko Maui Noah has been he's he's been in contention cuz he's such a sure tackler, so quick and aggressive um at linebacker. He's, you know, he and Javion have been you know two of the big reasons that Miami has gotten off to the really good start that they've gotten off to we get a question from steven castle who says hey if tyler van dyke continues to put up the numbers he has so far does he get a shot at the heisman um, again still he's not getting and he's played well so far he's not gotten any national love whatsoever however he's got opportunities right he's got opportunities to hopefully beat drake may head to head to beat clemson which is, would be a big win, even though Clemson's already got a couple losses. He's got an opportunity against Florida State. So, listen, these are tough games he has still on the schedule. If Tyler Van Dyke can win most of those games, all of those games, and look good doing it, the problem will take care of itself. And he can definitely, he can definitely get into that Heisman conversation, but he's going to have to get a couple signature wins and a couple more Heisman moments along the way. Uh, we get a, we get this question uh, from Kane across the alley who says, what is your personal top five of most hated schools? He, his is number one, Florida State, number two, Ohio State, number three, Florida, number four, Notre Dame, number five, Penn State. OK, here's mine. All right. Uh, and I will admit uh, I can be a petty, salty guy. I had trouble coming up with a fifth top four. Very easy. All right. Number one for me, Florida. I've got that old school mentality. Gator flop, gators taking Miami off of the schedule because they were too afraid to play us every year. I cannot wait to play them next year. It's going to be so much fun. Gators are my number one. Um, my number two is actually Notre Dame. And again, I've got I go back to the 80s following this team. So I have an old school mentality. Um, I actually debated whether Notre Dame was my number one or Florida was my number one, but they're both up there in the top two. Then number three for me, Florida State. Number four for me, Ohio State. And my number five, uh, man, I uh, can I troll and just say Colorado? (laughs) Because of uh, all the oversaturation. I mean, talk about oversaturation in the media. You you turn on any, like I've had to watch less ESPN for the past couple of months because like they spend, well, I guess they've moved on now to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, but for like a month. All they talked about was Coach Prime, and then I got to see all Miami's alumni on there on the sidelines and hugging Coach Prime. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna troll and say Colorado for my number five. How about that? Because I didn't have you know P- Penn State is not a bad nominee, but I don't know. I'm gonna say Colorado. Oh man! All right, we're we're gonna have more questions answered on tomorrow's show. I'm also I'm gonna put out a mailbag written piece on allhurricanes.com. Make sure you check it out. Uh, people like Brian Smith, me, Chalupa Batman. Lefty, Liam, Rowdy, work really, really hard at allhurricanes.com. So check it out. I am going to publish a written mailbag on there. We'll answer some more of you guys' questions tomorrow. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Uh, So, again, Miami gets multiple crystal ball predictions for Nye Carr. Hopefully the Canes can close on his recruitment. Hopefully they can make a good impression on Jeremiah Smith this weekend. And we will talk to you guys again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.